This interview from Radio Row at Super Bowl 52 is brought to you by Country Financial, Joe DeVere, Kettle River Furniture and Bedding, Kevin A. Bear, Liberty Mutual Insurance, Kevin Miller, Coldwell Banker Gundaker Realtors, Western Illinois University, Collinsville Auto Body, Inskip Law, and Glory Pro Wrestling. And joining us now here on Radio Row for our Super Bowl weekend here on 590 KFNS, he is the former Rams Super Bowl champion and Hall of Famer, Kurt Warner, joining us now. Kurt, what's going on? You know, just doing just doing the Super Bowl thing as you guys trying to wade my way through all of this. Yes. Holy cow, it's, it's tight, it's it's tight in here. It's a little, little cozy, isn't it? Yeah, it is a little cozy, but it's all good, all good, Super Bowl. So, uh, well, Kurt, you're sitting right across from Howard. Now, um, make your tell him what he needs to pitch on Saturday to get your uh, your wide receiver into the Hall of Fame with you. Well, the thing I, we we could go on all day. Yes. Um, you know, I just think you know. I mean, Isaac is just such a rare individual. Uh, you know, rare player, of course. And you know, I've been around some really good ones, um, but none better than Isaac Bruce. And uh, just the things that he did on the field. That if you're close to the game, you know. Nobody else did it like that. And the, the thing to me with Isaac is that he was so soft-spoken and he was on a team with so many great players that I don't think he gets his due right. um, for who he was and what he meant to our football team. I mean, his numbers may not have jumped off the page because we had, you know, Marshall and we had Tory, <laughs> We had all these guys. Um, you know, but when you look at where he was – at the end of his career, uh, you look at where he stacked up with the best players to ever play that position. Uh, he was right up there at the top. And so uh, I hope that you've got some more outspoken guys that will be, uh, you know, be up for election uh, that played that position that rightfully deserve to be in the Hall of Fame as well. Uh, but I hope they don't pass over Isaac because he didn't get as much of the fanfare uh, because he deserved more and – you know, he fits right in with that, that group of uh, Hall of Fame wide receivers. And so I'm hoping that this is a year. But uh, without question, he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. I have the honor of presenting, making the first presentation for Isaac. And so I have to admit, Kurt, as I'm putting all this together, my last line of, it's a, you know, I had, I had the Hall of Fame calling just like for you guys when you get up there. You know, well, right. you're limited to a certain amount of minutes. Sure. You know, so you got to watch. They have but, to limit you on minutes on how long you can talk up there, Howard. Well, exactly. Because, really? Because <laughs> I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll do well for him, and that's my goal. <laughs> but the last line I used was what you wrote in the little bit that the, that the Rams put together. Uh-huh. And it was so about the, what was it, the symbols, you know, the, the symbols crashing or something like that. And how those are the guys sometimes that get noticed because of all that stuff around them. Yeah. And you hope that that doesn't drown out Isaac Bruce. And I'm with you. I'm going to try to make sure that he doesn't. Right. Yeah. And, again, I think a lot of people recognize it, but maybe not as much. Sometimes you have to go back and really look at it and look at what he did and what he accomplished. Um, And, and again, the the big picture of, you know, if he was on any other team, uh, I mean, you know, I mean, before we became the greatest show on turf, I mean, he had that unbelievable year, uh, you know, in L.A. where you're just like, Holy cow. But he could have done that every year had he been on a different team. But he was quiet and said, hey, I don't care. I just want to win football games. I I don't need all the attention. Um, And I just hope that doesn't work against him as well. You know, we had Jerry Kramer on earlier, and we were talking about why he hasn't been in yet. And he said one of the reasons was, you know, he always he heard the thing, too many Packers were in, too many Packers. You know, Marshall, Aeneas, Orlando, you, 
all all in now. Do you think there's maybe uh, some thought that maybe there's too many Rams? I, I don't. Uh, and I think because, you know, when you look at that era, I think people still talk about it. I mean, I have so many people that come up and talk to me and said, you know, that offensive unit – uh, was unlike anything they've ever seen in the NFL before. I still believe it was the, the greatest collection of talent uh, in the best three-year run of any offense we've ever seen. And I think those are the things that belong in the Hall of Fame. When you have a period of time and a group of men that do something that's different, that people 20-some years later are talking about, that to me is what the Hall of Fame is all about. So I don't think there's anything or should be anything to the idea that there's too many guys from that team. I mean, did they say that about the Steelers right. from the 70s or the 49ers? From I mean, no. I mean, that's what we remember about the league and about the game and about those teams. And I, I, I think all those guys that are part of the, that greatness belong in the Hall of Fame. Kurt Warner joining us here from the NFL Network. You can follow him on Twitter at Kurt13Warner. You know, you mentioned the big jump that you guys made with the first year of the greatest show on turf. I know Howard got heated a lot this year when he saw the L.A. media talking about how great the <laughs> offense was of Unpre- the Rams. Right. Unpre- Unpre- unprecedented turn-around. I'm going to let him <laughs> take <laughs> over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was it was unbelievable. And, and, and so I actually texted a guy, unprecedented turnaround. Here's where they were last year in points and yards yeah. and here's where they are now and and this is these are people covering the rams right. so i just sent a little note and i said <laughs> well here's some notes from a 98 to 99 right and i got a one word response from one of the writers out there he said wow <laughs> that's all he said yeah you know what i'm saying hey pay attention to the history of your own franchise that you're right. that you're covering now but yeah it was it was it was, it was, it was pretty wild but i think yeah. too kurt with with isaac to me he he, ch- he checks all the boxes because i say uh, it's not. It's not only about numbers. Right, I agree. It's, it's about impact and what he did with teammates and mentoring, yeah. and, and also in a quiet way. Yeah, is I, I think that's part of your the essence of who you are as a player. I, I agree. You know, when I think of Hall of Fame, I and think the, yeah, of that's the value. I think of more than numbers. I think of the representative that you are for the game of football and, and what you meant on a whole. And I, I couldn't agree more with you. I mean. Isaac was the guy that set the tone for that team. If there was one guy that I watched when I went to St. Louis and said, okay, how do you do this thing? How how do you become a pro? How how do you play? All you had to do was watch Isaac. In every moment, he carried himself with class. Uh, Every time he was on the practice field, he played like it was a game. Uh, He he led our team in so many different ways. And, again, you know, we talk about all the guys from the greatest show on turf that belong there. If there's one guy that set the tone for that team, it's Isaac Bruce. And so if there's one guy, I think even more than any of the rest of us that belong in the Hall of Fame, it's that guy, number 80. To wrap things up for us today, Kurt, um, I think somebody else who and H and I were talking before you sat down that I think Tory Holt checks all those boxes oh, as well. No doubt. I mean, with the numbers and also embodies everything that, that, an, that an NFL Hall of Famer should be. Um, Will, uh, will will Tory get his get well, his time in, in Canton? I think eventually he will as well. I mean, but that becomes the hard part is that sometimes you wonder if they cross each other off because if they're both on the list, it's like okay, well, who was better? You know, and, and so I think let's start with Isaac because he belongs in there first, in my opinion, because of everything that he's met in the career that he had, and then we'll move on to Tory, who without question belongs there as well. I mean, I, again, I, I've played with guys, Larry Fitzgerald. You know, Isaac, I played with these guys that are Hall of Famers, and Isaac and Tory 
are right there. I mean, those those guys belong in that conversation. Um, but again, I think they cross each other off, or you know, or they don't get as many votes on each side because they're they're looking at both of them and comparing the two of them. And you can't. You got to compare them to the greats of the game, and you can look at both these guys and say they belong in that conversation. I, I, did, I did a quick study. I did a quick study. Eleven guys, receivers, who have gone into the Hall of Fame this century. Eleven guys, only one first timer, and that's Jerry Rice. And in that group, interestingly, is John Stallworth and Lynn Swan, who were canceling each other out. Yep. They were both finals for years and years. People don't realize it took Lynn Swan 14, 14 years. I remember that. Yep. And John Stallworth is eight. But Swan went in one year, and then Stallworth went in the next. Yep. But some whatever reason, wide receivers just, just have to wait for right. the most part. Yep. It's unfortunate, but there's just so many, so many, great, so many yep. good ones. Kurt, uh, before we let you go, you have the Kurt Warner Ultimate Football Experience coming up in March. Yeah, you know, I know you guys have a lot of guys on here promoting different products. I'm going to promote what we do in the community. And so uh, every year we do a fundraiser called the Ultimate Football Experience to benefit the community, to benefit our two foundations that we have. And uh, it's a chance for uh, corporate businessmen to uh or women to to buy a team and come out and we take over the cardinals facility we took over the Rams facility when we were in st louis uh and we have a day where we invite celebrity players in to be the all-time quarterback for these teams so we have a big competitive flag football tournament um in march and uh we're just you know trying to encourage people to come out support what we're trying to do in the community have a once in a lifetime experience and uh and we'll do some good things together awesome kurt thank you so much for joining us guys thanks kurt that's kurt warner you can see kurt throughout the week on the nfl networks nfl's player only at 7 p.m from minneapolis and also on Super Bowl Sunday, and the Apple Network will be providing eight and a half hours of pregame coverage starting at 8 a.m.